Hello and welcome to another episode of A Dash of Science. I'm your host, Chris. This week we stray a bit off the path of science as Carrie and I discuss the history of Mother's Day in the U.S. and discuss some of the traditions and histories from other countries as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy A Dash of Science. Happy late Mother's Day. Yes, that's to all of you out there who are happily mothers. Mothers, stepmothers, foster mothers, adopted mothers, all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. So, interesting things in science news. A new family of toxins capable of killing insects has been found within the makeup of the milky ooze coating of the bootlace worm. Haven't heard of the bootlace worm? Well, it is the longest animal in the world which can stretch up to 50 meters long, which is like the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. So that's uh, gross, but also interesting. (laughs) The excretion smells like iron and sewage, or so this article I read says. I haven't actually uh, smelt it myself, thankfully, uh, and has small proteins called uh, nematides, which have never before seen knotty structures. So the chemists at the University of Sweden have been studying these animals and have found that the nematides attack the tiny channels in the cell membranes that control sodium flow. Sodium levels are very important in the communications between nerves, and just a small amount of this toxin has been found to paralyze and even kill invasive crabs and cockroaches. So probably some new uh, insecticides coming out from this eventually in the future that uh, hopefully are safe for everybody. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see what happens. Uh, In health research, it has been found that the elderly's brains can still make nerve cells, uh, which was thought to not be the case in previous studies. In a study of normal, healthy 70-year-olds, it was found that they have just as many young nerve cells or neurons in memory-related regions of the brain as teenagers and young adults. The research was presented in April 5th Cell Stem Cell. This is the contradiction of another recent study released in Nature that suggested that the hippocampus stops producing these cells in childhood. In the cosmos, evidence of lost planets from early solar system Meteorites found in Africa appear to have been formed inside a long-lost planet from the early years of the solar system. Pockets of iron and sulfur embedded in diamonds, of all things, within these rocks from space are thought to have formed inside a planet the size of Mercury or Mars. Uh, It's assumed that such a planet was smashed in the violent infancy of our solar system. So you can find more on this in the April 17th Nature Communications. If you want to learn more about awesome things going on in science, make sure you check out Science News Magazine from the Society for Science and the Public. Check out sciencenews.org for more. Now, before we get started with our main topic of the show, uh, I just wanted to ask you all if you enjoy the show or even if you have constructive criticism you'd like to leave, uh, please email me at chris at science.com and please like and subscribe. And if you could, we would always appreciate a review on iTunes, which helps us out a lot. Now, let's get into our talk with friend of the show, Carrie Dykes, as we discuss the history of Mother's Day around the world. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day, Carrie. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. Well, thank you. It is uh, 11.43 p.m. before Mother's Day, so technically it's not quite Mother's Day yet while we record, and when we release, it will be the day after Mother's Day, but 
you know what? I don't care. Happy Mother's Day. Yay! <laughs> so Mother's Day is a holiday we celebrate here in the United States on the second Sunday of May every year. I never really thought much about it, though. I don't know. How, how much did you know about Mother's Day before uh, before we were going to do this show? Um, I knew nothing about Mother's Day. I mean, surely you knew something. You knew well, it was I'm, for mothers, right? I, I mean, I, I it knew wasn't... it existed, but I don't know any of the history or why it's here. Nothing is a very powerful word. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about the history of Mother's Day uh, in the United States and and kind of culturally elsewhere, if culturally. That's a that's the correct word to say there. So uh, as we said, we celebrated on the second Sunday in May, and it was established by Anna. Jarvis in Grafton, West Virginia on May 10th, 1908. And it's going to be kind of a reoccurring theme throughout this episode, but I kind of feel like 1908 is really, really uh, late in history to have established what seems like a fundamental holiday like Mother's Day. It does seem like it should have been sooner. Yeah, so... It is actually celebrated all over the world uh, and throughout many parts of history, and they've all got kind of different origins and traditions, but most modern Mother's Day have really heavily been influenced from the American holiday, uh, which seems kind of, I don't know, arrogant to say, but I mean, when you are a, a world power, like your culture kind of bleeds off into other things, whether it's because people want to be like you or because you go and insert your culture into other places. That's a different conversation, probably, but <laughs> America does like to insert things in other nations. Uh, gotta leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I'm sure there's something, a joke there about mothers and Mother's Day and how they become mothers, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so in the 19th century, which is the 1800s, which I know you knew, but uh, a lot of people seem to not really think about it. You know, 19th century, 1800s, 20th century, 1900s, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so... There's a lot of groups that were started by women who happened to mostly be mothers, uh, and I think that had a lot to do with at the time in U.S. culture. You know, women married shortly after high school, they had babies, and then that was pretty much their entire role in society. Aren't you glad you were born in modern times? Well, you have no idea. <laughs> I could not be that kind of mother. You know, I think... Uh, I think the percentages of women that we see today who don't do that, I can't imagine that that's too different than how the percentage of women at that time would feel about such things, right? Yeah, it would be pretty crappy to not want to have kids and that have be your only role and your only option. Yeah, so I suspect they were heavily bored, which I think is what led to so many uh, women's and mothers groups in society at that time. So there's groups all over the place, and they were trying to establish holidays to honor peace instead of war. Uh, usually these were women who had sons and brothers who fought and died in the American Civil War. Because remember, we're just coming out of uh, the Civil War, which I believe was like 1860s. Don't quote me on that. Not a historian, but I think that sounds about right. Uh, so this, a lot of women were kind of dealing with that kind of stuff. And in comes 1868. Anna Jarvis's mother, Anne Jarvis, uh, minus the A, so that we don't get confused, right? <laughs> so while in one of these groups, uh, she created a committee to establish Mother's Friendship Day, 
which was essentially to reunite families divided during the Civil War, because I imagine that was a pretty hard thing at the time. Families were divided, you know, they call it the War of Brothers or the War of Families. So yeah, that's a shame. So there was a lot of issues with families after the Civil War who had been divided, and so that's what this main group was kind of done. And her mom was actually kind of a really... Uh, I don't know, progressive woman, I guess, for that time. She spent a lot of time creating groups to like do things like improve the sanitation and health during the Civil War for both Union and Confederate camps, which, you know, during the, the typhoid outbreaks and stuff, which I think was pretty bold for a woman in the 1800s. I think so. She definitely stands out. Yeah, so her daughter became enamored with her, and some people even say obsessed with her uh, following everything that she did and kind of taking over her mother's roles uh, later on in life. But uh, back to this time period, there was a lot of local celebrations here and there for mothers and some kind of one-off non-repeating days, right? So one of my favorites is a Mother's Day that was essentially the result of disputes from the temperance movement, which was about not getting drunk, basically, uh, from what I recall reading, there was a pastor whose one of his sons was basically against this movement. So I guess he was for getting drunk. Um, Not for getting drunk. <laughs> right. So as punishment, some people that were against it basically took him and another man and forced them to stay overnight in a saloon to get drunk in public. Because I guess that was like a shaming thing at the time. Get me drunk in public any day. Well, I mean, if you look at now, like drunk in public, I mean, I guess there's still some kind of taboo-ness to it, but certainly not enough to prevent it from happening quite often. <laughs> I don't know. We kind of have a, like, drunk in public happened a lot when we lived in a college town. So I'm not sure how prevalent drunk in public is not in college towns. No, I think if you go to bigger cities, there's always that bar life, the club life, right? You see that all over in like social lights and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it is enough of a taboo that there's still a drunk in public clause in a lot of places, but there's not like you know, there's enough people doing it that it's a common thing. So you've got to be really, really drunk to get disorderly <laughs> drunken issues in public. Like you have to like walk in front of cars or like flash old ladies or yeah, something. And there's no shortage of people willing to live up to that challenge <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> but anyways, so this was such a horrible thing that happened that essentially the preacher was just too embarrassed to do his normal sermon. And so a local mother got up and basically did it for him and called on other mothers of the community to help her do this. Uh, and essentially that was kind of, I guess it was uh, the main lady's sons wanted to kind of commemorate that. And so they vowed to come back every year to kind of help celebrate the mother's contributions to society. Now, some of that's a little folklore, so I can't say for a fact that that is a thing that really happened, but it's kind of one of those things that's interesting to talk about. It's nice. It sounds nice. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It sounds nice, which sometimes I'm not sure if that's what really makes history. Like, I love my mom so much, I'm going to do something nice for her. That's what that is. That's good. Exactly. But one of the things that this did do was the church kind of agreed to set this as kind of a local holiday and they set it on the second Sunday of May. So keep in mind, this is before the actual uh, creation of this holiday by Anna. Uh, so second Sunday of May. Um, Frank Herring, 
uh, early 1900s football player was also a proponent of setting aside one day a year to honor the contributions of mothers in society, I guess. I'm not sure how prevalent football players were in, in society at that particular time. I'm pretty sure football at that time was, let's just put a piece of cow on our head and hit each other repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so there there's a, other proponents of having this sort of day. Uh, but why does it have to be a floating holiday? I hate the floating holidays, the ones that don't have like a set day, like, you know, Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. on whatever Thursday that is. Right. And Mother's Day is on a, that floating Sunday, Easter, all of the weird ones that float around. Why do we do that? That is a very interesting question. I can't say why for a lot of holidays, but I think think that there's kind of a connection in Mother's Day's holidays, which we'll kind of get into in a little bit, but keep that question in mind. So moving on with the help of John Wanamaker, which is like the (laughs) best last name ever. Uh, He was a merchant. Uh, Anna was able to finally establish the official holiday, a memorial of her mother who had died in 1905 in May. Uh, And this is kind of one of those coincidences that you have to really wonder how accurate history is or if things kind of just fibbed around. So we have the church that essentially had already started a local celebration for Mother's Day on specifically the 2nd May, 2nd Sunday in May. Uh, There's only one May a year for anybody that was wondering, (laughs) uh, at least in this country. And then Anna's mother dies early in May on completely different year. And so she goes on to create the official holiday on the second Sunday of May. So, I mean, that's kind of a... Yeah, that sounds a little kinky, like there's something weird going on there. Yeah. uh, I don't know if you looked, but I was reading the the Wikipedia site before the show, and uh, a lot of that stuff isn't cited, like citation needed, citation needed. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's unfortunately when you start getting into, you know, story, you know, we still have a lot of hand-me-down lore is just kind of taken a different functionality in, in the age of the internet, right? So it, it's it's really hard to find accurate uh, cited sources for some things, even even in modern times. So traditions in in Mother Day, in Mother's Day, modern Mother's Day traditions. Do you know of any traditions? Um, you call your mom, get your mom flowers, get chocolate, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would say that's about what I would say, too. Apparently, in the U.S., carnations uh, represent Mother's Day. Those are my favorite flowers, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, apparently, they were Anna Jarvis's mother's favorite flower also. It's because she was smart. Yeah, well, I don't know her. I can't say for sure if she was smart or not. (laughs) But Anna delivered 500 carnations on the first celebration, uh, like I said, because they were her mother's favorite flower. And so since that, it's become like a, cu- uh, a custom to wear carnations on, on Mother's Day. I don't think I've ever seen somebody wear a carnation on Mother's Day. Have you? I don't think I've ever seen anyone wear a carnation. It's always roses. Are carnations lilies. what they wear for like proms and stuff like that? Maybe, but it's usually like little like tiger lilies and other cute stuff. Hmm. Well... Either way, I have never seen it, so it really surprised me that this was a tradition. But it also kind of me kind of made me think of something else too. In that, 
I'm not sure, I mean, with all of the talks about how obsessed she was with her mother, I'm not sure if the original Mother's Day in her mind was a celebration of mother's contribution or a celebration of her mother specifically. I mean, the flower is her mother's favorite flower. It was her mother's death. And you know, and there was like 500 of them? That's like insane. That is, that is a little overboard. Where uh, do you even find 500 carnations? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, maybe they just grow wherever they lived. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know where carnations come from. <laughs> I don't know that either. And that's my favorite flower. You think I'd know. Well, is that really something that comes up in everyday uh, conversations? I don't know. So interestingly enough, as hard as she fought to make this a national holiday, uh, it... You all right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she actually didn't stay a, a, a proponent of it for very long uh, because it only took something like nine years for it to become really heavily commercialized, which kind of pissed Anna off, apparently. She became a major opponent uh, of Mother's Day, and she spent her entire inheritance and the rest of her life, you know, after those first nine years, fighting what she called the abuse of the celebration. She saw buying greeting cards as being too lazy to write a personal letter or she was even arrested in 1948 for protesting against the commercialization and she said she'd wished that she had never started it that's pretty crazy that takes a lot of gumption yeah i, guess, I think we're really getting an idea of the personality of this person because i i have to say it probably takes a lot of motivation and drive to make something a national holiday right mm-hmm. especially back then where you don't have, you know, social media to, or, you know, petitions, online petitions to sign to get things done like uh, people try to do nowadays. So I think there was probably a little obsession there. Oh, she, like, everything about her sounds obsessed. Like, <laughs> she sounds like a crazy person. A little bit. I would have to agree with you. Uh, but apparently Mother's Day is the most commercially successful American holiday which I find crazy. I'm not sure I 100% buy that when you think about like Valentine's Day or Halloween. You know, uh, my father used to work for the telephone company and he told me that the Mother's Day is the most, uh, the day that the most phone calls go out. Um, like people calling their mothers all the time. Like, and that's what they I said. I definitely believe day. that. I wonder if that's still the case now with how many other forms of communication we have. Like how many of you out there, and I'm not calling you out, but how many out there just post a happy mother's day on your mom's Facebook page? If she's got one of those or an e-card or an e-card, are e-cards still a thing? That was such an early two thousands thing. Do people still <laughs> send those? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not up with the tech. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Like I, in my son's generation, like they don't even email. It's just all texting. It's text, 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 you know? Yeah, I, I know. bet there's a lot of texting to moms going on. Yep, probably. But yeah, so, I mean, what do you think about that as far as the commercialization goes? I mean, you, you know how bad Valentine's Day and Halloween is. What do you think? I think that's pretty crazy. Like, Do you, just... think, it's, do you think it's the number one uh, successfully commercial holiday, would you think? I think so. I think that when it comes down to it, most people really love their moms. Like, some people don't, but the majority of people, you know, you love your parents. I guess that is true. Everybody has a mom. Not everybody has a a significant other on Valentine's Day, right? So mm-hmm. I guess that's true. And I guess only kids really, uh, kids and crazy adults like us who like Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they celebrate Halloween. So Well, there's a lot of costume making that goes on as opposed to costume buying and people who make treats instead of buying treats for really you think so i think so oh man there's so many of those cheap little plastic like uh 
crappy costumes these days. Like everybody's wearing manufactured the same like dino blow up dinosaur costume, right? Yeah, but until the age of like seven or eight, they're like a ghost in a sheet or they're a cat with <laughs> makeup on their face. You yeah. know what I mean? I guess. All right. I, I still don't agree, but I'll I'll let you have your opinion. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You and I are going to get together and take things to the fully degenerate limit. Are you in a state of ill-defined energy? Because I know a few superpositions. I want to be your asymptote so I can get arbitrarily close to you. Disturbed? Concerned? Maybe a little bit intrigued? Physical Attraction is a new podcast where your host will attempt to explain concepts in physics, one chat at line at a time. Find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter, at PhysicsPod. See you soon. Hi folks, want to hear something funny? Hey, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget that you can check us out at dashascience.com or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dashascience. You can also chat with me, Chris, on Twitter at PhysicistChris, and uh, we'll probably even be bringing our Twitch stream back so you can check us out live there, uh, and we'll make sure and advertise whenever that's going to happen on both our webpage and our Facebook page. Now, let's get back to my conversation with Carrie as we get into the history of Mother's Day in other parts of the world. So, we talked earlier that the United States is not the only country that celebrates Mother's Day because, coincidentally enough, Americans aren't the only ones with mothers. What? Not sure if you're aware of that, but... I'm just uh, totally unaware. Breaking news on a dash of science, everybody has mothers. Well, not everybody has a mother, but most people have mothers. Everybody has a mother in that they were born from a woman. I don't think we have any test tube babies. (laughs) (laughs) None that I've been aware of. So, in that regard, everybody has a mother. All right, all right. (laughs) So, in the UK... They they celebrate Mother's Day on the fourth Sunday of Lent, and I wasn't a hundred percent positive when Lent was, and I wanted to get like a date, so I went to look it up. And guess what Lent is? What a floating holiday oh, <laughs> or man. weeks it's, of holidays, it's like from six like weeks Easter or something to somewhere else. I think right? it ends, it on, ends Easter. on Easter. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's like the six weeks before Easter and uh, Easter. I'm pretty sure it's a floating holiday, isn't yes, it? It's like it the is. first Sunday in April. <laughs> it's not even always that. It's some sort of celestial crazy holiday that like just pops up randomly. Celestial? Yeah. Or celesti- celestial? Celest- I can't say it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this actually called the Mothering Sunday. Uh, and apparently <laughs> the Church of England created this holiday to honor mothers of England but to also commemorate the Mother Church. Well, that's cheating. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Historically, Christians were expected to make at least one return to their Mother Church each year, which kind of sounds a little Islami with their Hajj once once in their life, but I wouldn't want to be one to accuse the Christian Church of doing anything like stealing another religion's traditions. Who does that? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Thailand <laughs> celebrates on August 12th. 
At least it's not floating. Yes, it's not floating. It is a very specific day in August, which is kind of off the beaten path of May, which we'll see is kind of a a, a norm, I guess, amongst Mother's Day. Well, uh, you know, they have better weather in August, so that would be a better time to take your mom out and Is do Thailand nice. in northern or southern hemisphere? I got to be honest, uh, geography is not one of my strong points. It's not mine either. I can't even tell you what shape Thailand is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Thailand's in the southern hemisphere, which it's... means August would actually not be summer. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that probably something i should look up and not just say uh <laughs> anyways in thailand it was made after her majesty circuit the queen's birthday in 1976 i really hope that's not one of those countries where they take offense at mispronouncing their uh monarch's names and i don't have some form of Thai assassin. Is that a thing? Do they you have Thai are assassins? In so much trouble now. <laughs> so anyways, the Just queen <laughs> making up facts. There was no making up wrong. facts. There might have been making up pronunciations of names. And geography. <laughs> and I did say I didn't know for sure. <laughs> so the queen is considered the mother of all. Uh which is a kind of broad term, the mother of all. So I guess it's really just a giant birthday bash rather than celebration of individual mothers. I'm not really sure. But, it's kind uh, of interesting. Like, it's the only place so far that has something that's more than, like, this is for my mom, this is, like, for the specific mom. Yeah, well, keep that in mind. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Do they have carnations? <laughs> the, no carnations that I could find. I don't know where carnations come from. Didn't we already cover this? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what else we didn't cover? It's um, officially Mother's Day, and I have no carnations. Oh, that is true. I'm sorry. I failed you. <laughs> so Bolivia is May 27th, another May Mother's Day. Uh, with this one, I actually find kind of cool. This is one that like in the U S it's like, Oh, mother's day, because this lady really liked her mother. Like, don't we all for the most part? I mean, some people don't, I'm sure, but like her mom did some cool things, but it wasn't like abnormal for other women's groups in that time. Right. In Bolivia, uh, during their struggle for independence with Spain in the early 19th century, Many of the fathers, sons, husbands, the, the you know, traditional, the, you know, the men, essentially, uh, were injured and killed. And according to their history, on May 27th, a group of women banded together with the absence of all the men. Uh, and they basically fought the Spanish army on uh, Coronilla Hill. So Mother's Day was passed into national law in the 1920s to honor what they call the, the heroinas of Coronilla. I think, is that like Spanish-ish for hero? That didn't heroine? sound Spanish at all. Heroinas? Heroianas? Anyways. You should keep pronouncing that The wrong. female heroes of, <laughs> <laughs> which, I, why can't we just call them heroes? Can that just be a thing that we <laughs> because do? Because hero isn't Spanish, it's American. <laughs> well, I'm not sure Bolivia is Spanish. <laughs> is Bolivian, is that the proper way you say that? It I sounds more know. like oblivion, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even know what language they speak. Like, re- I'm so geographically challenged. <laughs> it reminds me of that old joke about, uh, I think it was uh, George Bush talking about uh, soldiers that they had lost and said, oh, we've lost, uh, or the Brazilians, we've lost three Brazilians. And he said, how many is a Brazilian? <laughs> Anyways, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, in Indonesia, it is December 22nd, which was made official in 1953 and is the anniversary of the first Indonesian Women's Congress of 1928. 
So that's considered kind of a pivotal part in launching the women's movement in Indonesian society, which I thought was another cool thing. Like, it's cool. really a celebration of women, uh, for one, not just mothers, and it's like a pivotal thing within their culture. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. When it's really positive, makes you feel good. Right. Uh, and then we have various Middle Eastern countries, uh, which, I mean... It, I couldn't find direct names except for Egypt and then just quote unquote various Middle Eastern countries. So take that for what it is. Oh, I thought you were just going to say you couldn't pronounce them all right and you were just going to massacre them. Well, the Middle Eastern countries aren't, aren't that hard to pronounce, actually, luckily, <laughs> or at least to pronounce in an in American accent, right? I'm sure it's probably completely wrong in their native tongue, but whatever. Uh, sound like a hick. <laughs> that is one thing I've never been accused of as being a hick, so thank you. I can now add that to my list. You're very, uh, <laughs> very, very welcome. So various Middle Eastern countries is March 21st, um, oh, which is almost my birthday, which is still in that kind of March, April, May time frame. Uh, which is, as you may know, in the Northern Hemisphere is the spring equinox, uh, mm -hmm. the vernal equinox, I believe it's called, uh, which kind of marks the beginning of spring, new things, birth, etc. So, I mean, it's easy to see that connection there. Um, supposedly, this was started by an Egyptian journalist, Mustafa Aman, inspired by the story of the thankless widow ignored by an ungrateful son. So you know that old story. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, that one. Uh, first celebrated in 1956. You start seeing these years, right? They're all mid to, to you know, or early to mid-1900s. And some of these countries are really old. I mean, maybe their governments aren't old, but the countries themselves are really old. So I find it interesting. You know, I wonder if, I mean, that is about the time frame uh, roughly of a lot of women's rights movements in, in the world, right? So I'm mm -hmm. curious if if the, I don't know, if acknowledgement of, of mothers and their contributions to society have kind of been tied to women's rights movements. That's interesting. Nepal. So we're, Nepal, we're in Nepal? We're not physically in Nepal, but I'll take you there in our minds. Oh, well, that sounds like lame <laughs> let me play the sounds of nepal for you i actually don't know what nepal sounds like so that's Could going you even to be know where nepal difficult. is uh i feel like it's by france so <laughs> you don't know you have no idea i told you there's one thing i am lacking a lot of knowledge is geography i know where things are where i've been <laughs> i know the places i've been in the middle east i know where places are or a lot of places are in europe but not all of them uh is i feel like nepal's in europe <laughs> <laughs> okay where's nepal i have no idea yeah exactly that's what i thought all right so uh at least i don't guess it right i'm just gonna be like you oh, know nepal is in south america because i said well. one of these times uh i'm going to surprise you with a geography quiz and i'm going to secretly study and knock it out of the park and you're gonna look dumb so there <laughs> <laughs> so anyways nepal is in late april early may uh the last day of the mayish month Say that i again. know that was wrong there's no way I, first of all it was wrong the first time second there is no way i will ever pronounce it the same way again <laughs> it's m-a-i-s-h-a-k-h uh, so that month uh 
late April, late April, early May, they said it's about. So that must be kind of a floating thing, too. Uh, Dirty floating holiday. Yes. So this comes from older Hindu tradition honoring mothers, which honors both the living and the dead, which I thought was interesting because I feel like in the U.S., it, it it concentrates more on living mothers, right? You, you, there's yeah. not really anything you don't. I've never heard of somebody like going to their mom's grave on Mother's Day. I'm sure it happens, but uh, it's it's not, it's not like yeah, it's not a traditional part. Whereas here, it is actually physically like a tradition. I don't know what physically a tradition means. I, I guess it means <laughs> they actually physically do something. So those honoring the dead make a pilgrimage to Mata Tirtha ponds. Uh, and the children honor their living mothers with sweets and gifts. So commercialization isn't just a modern America thing. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't get any sweets. Uh, well, there's many, many hours left of Mother's Day, okay? <laughs> I'm going mm-hmm. to treat you by launching a giant rocket. You could treat me by cooking the dinner. I, I like the rocket idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Israel which I really find uh, interesting in things that they've done. Uh, it's the 30th day, uh, 30th day of Shabbat, uh, and it used to be known as Mother's Day, but now it's called Family Day. Oh, that's cheap. <laughs> originally, and this is a great story too, because it's kind of sad what's happened, but originally this was to honor, uh, and again, pronunciations here, uh, Henrietta... And then sold. I can only assume that Z is silent. S Z O L D. Uh, who, while having no children of her own, helped save and protect numerous Jewish children. Jewish children during the Holocaust. Uh, she was called the mother of all children, and the date of the holiday corresponds with her death. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but apparently the holiday's popularity has kind of waned over the past. Uh, I guess few years maybe decades which is kind of why they changed it to a uh, quote-unquote gender neutral holiday but that hasn't really helped so it's kind of too bad because this seems like a way better idea to celebrate uh, than the kind of commercialized holiday that we have in our country uh, started by an obsessed daughter over her mother (laughs) it is kind of sad that they've taken that like their mother's day wasn't active enough like that kind of hurts yeah hurts my heart yep it is Especially when you have something tied like that to something horrendous like the Holocaust, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's great that she did such amazing things, and then it, I can't believe it fell out of popularity. Especially like, like, especially in Israel, where it is tied to that, you would think that that would have like everlasting importance in their lives, right? Yeah, and um, then I wonder, do they have a Father's Day like? I don't know. That's a very good question. I know in many countries they do, but I didn't actually look to see if they have one. I would assume that they didn't since they tried to make this a more gender neutral one. Or if they did, maybe they combined them together into a single uh, family's day. It would be pretty cheap to like have a Father's Day and then Mother's Day becomes family day. <laughs> yeah, that I can see how that would be upsetting. Uh, let's see. Ethiopia is the next place we're going to talk about, uh, because people don't talk about Ethiopia enough. Uh, and this one is my favorite timing. Like you want to talk about floating holidays in Ethiopia. Mother's day is when the rainy season ends. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) roughly October, November timeframe. Uh, so just, you know, whenever it stops raining every day, uh, they head home for a three day family celebration, uh, Known as Antrust. I don't know. I, I don't want to say shit, but that's really what it looks like the end of this word is. It's A-N-T-R-O-S-H-T. Antrust. Uh, 
Uh, so mothers play a key role in preparing the feasts rather than kind of being doted on as they are in other countries. But I thought you'd appreciate that since you're complaining about the roaming holidays. Uh, just whatever the rains end, go say hi to mom. <laughs> She'll make you dinner. <laughs> so it's going to be different for different people, I would assume. Like, the rains don't just, like, well uniformly stop across the you country. you got to remember that the United States is a really, really, really large country compared to other countries. Yeah, so I kind of forget that. Ethiopia is like uh, Southern California, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But so yeah, so that was a that's a good timing. Uh, it, it's it's obviously got to be pretty you know countrywide if that is their their timing for when to do things, right? I don't know. Maybe there's just like one guy who sits outside and then he decides and he like goes and tells everyone else that officially it is Mother's Day. Go home to your mothers. You're talking like an Ethiopian grand groundhog. Yeah, like, like a, if, he, if he doesn't see a shadow, then... No, if, if his shadow's wet, then it's not Mother's <laughs> Day yet. <laughs> so, on to our next country, France. France, France, France. Last Sunday in May. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting that of all the places having Mother's Day in May, they are the last of them, right? Uh, but they actually have a longer history of trying to get Mother's Day an actual official holiday than most countries do. It actually started with, like so many things in France, Napoleon uh, <laughs> in the early 1800s, uh, but didn't take. And then later, Mother's Day was a celebration in the early 1900s, came about to honor women who lost sons in World War I, uh, also apparently didn't take. And then the current Mother's Day didn't start until 1950 when it Jesus. became an official national holiday. So again, there's that the kind of 1920s to 1960s time frame in so many of these countries. I wonder why Napoleon's Mother Day didn't stick. Probably because Napoleon didn't stick. He had his hand <laughs> in his coat. He's like, ah, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> no, I think the the whole uh, retiring him to an island probably had a lot to do with it, right? <laughs> like, uh, you be gone and take your holidays with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nicaragua. Nick. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Four more times. Nicaragua. May 30th. So I think technically that's probably after the last Sunday in May. So I guess they steal France's uh, award of last Mother's Day in May. Uh, <laughs> so this was President General Anastasio Samazo, Samaza uh, declared Mother's Day in honor of the birthday of his mother in law. Well, at least he likes his mother-in-law. Maybe, or it could just be like the ultimate brownie points to get her to shut up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I dislike you so yeah. much, I give you your own holiday. It must be good to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, that President General sounds awfully authoritarian, considering that I think President is usually the title of an elected position. Uh, not positive <laughs> on that, but I kind of like that. I can, I'd like it if you just refer to me as President General Chris from now on. Chris, it has to be Oh, yeah, I guess Chris. Yes. <laughs> President General Chris. Uh, at least until I become double doctor, right? Then we go. But anyways, <laughs> President General. Double doctor, President General. Double doctor, President General Chris. Uh, <laughs> put that on my underwear. <laughs> so finally, the mother of all Mother's Day. See what I did there? I see that. Yes. Or Mothers of, mother of all Mother's Day. Uh, ancient Greece 
We can't not talk about ancient Greece. Mothers were such a prominent, and females, such a prominent part of their deities, right? Uh, or deities, I guess I should say, <laughs> if I want to pronounce that. They're not, they're not on diets. Uh, they <laughs> the are, mothering diet. They are on diets. <laughs> uh, so they would, they would celebrate their annual spring festival to honor Rhea, the mother of many of the deities of Greek mythology. Yeah, the big ones. The big ones, yes. Also, the ancient Romans celebrated a spring festival by the name of Hilaria which I find hilarious <laughs> in honor of Sybil, uh, a mother uh, a mother goddess uh, 250 years before the alleged birth of Christ. That's interesting that they had a festival for Rhea because she was like, wasn't she like crazy? Um, yes, maybe. Well, I remember it doesn't like, I don't know, my, my mythology gets all mixed up, especially like Greek and Roman, like I, or Greek and Roman, like I get them like confused in my head, like there's all one big deity thing, but I'm pretty sure that she was crazy and her husband tried to eat the children. Yeah, that does sound awfully Greeky. Kronos, right? Kronos was the father yes. and he ate the children. You know, when you're making up story, I mean, it's interesting to think about like mythology, right? It really shows the the full depths of the human imagination and human de- depravity. Like, some of those stories are really bad and horrible. Whoa, hold up. <laughs> are you telling me that all the Greek and Roman stuff is fake? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, spoiler, I forgot to say that. <laughs> uh, let me guess, there's no Easter Bunny either. <laughs> uh, that stills out there to, to that remains to be seen. There may be an Easter Bunny. Uh, but yeah, so you're talking about earlier about kind of when holidays and stuff fall. I thought it was very interesting how many of these occur in May. Despite the various reasons, it still connects to springtime, right? Uh, mm-hmm. kind of interesting how many rulers of a land were also just like, screw you, we're celebrating my mom or other royalty or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I assume they pick May because May is the month of rebirth, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that it's all, no matter what reasons all of these countries give, whether it's, you know, for celebrating somebody's mom. I mean, we did have some that were in that area, but I think the vast majority of them are in the May, April, March, or March, April, May, if we were to say it, you know, in chronological order, uh, <laughs> which which still connects back to this ancient time of these, uh, the equinox, right? The spring equinox and these idea of these pagan gods and, and birth and rebirth and all that stuff. You really just... It's something from so long ago, from such a small area of the world, has just permeated all of, like, human culture over the entire world. So it's kind of interesting to think that they really did, in some form, conquer the entire world, mm-hmm. you know, through their, through their mythologies, oh, yeah, through their traditions. In school. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. One of the other things that I kind of wanted to mention, too, is that uh, Mother's Day isn't the celebration of giving birth, right? I mean, in the United States, it kind of is. It's like, wow, you passed a child through your birthing tube. Here's a holiday for you. <laughs> but in so many of these countries, uh, it's really about... Uh, motherhood as a whole about maternal bonds and kind of the influence throughout history that mothers have had on society and the celebrations of contributions of mothers to society so it's not necessarily just you are a mother 
So congratulations so much as it is look at what all of these mothers have done for society. And I think that's really interesting and something that we kind of uh, we kind of miss out on. I and mean, we watched that that comedian the other day who said that uh, ordering a pizza takes more effort than having a child because how often do you accidentally order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, has, has its point, right? So just, uh, I guess it's important to, to remember what this holiday in all of these places is really celebrating, right? Ignore the commercialism, ignore, you know, I mean, don't, I'm not saying don't buy your mom flowers or candy, but maybe also remember uh, what it's actually celebrating. Yeah, you can celebrate your mom's achievements instead of just, you know, birthing child. <laughs> yes, child birthing. Well, that includes like your stepmoms and your mother-in-laws because, you know, they didn't birth you, but they're still mom figures. It so. is true. I did want to say that, that, you know, to all the mothers in the world, biological moms, stepmoms, foster moms, grandmothers, guardians, fulfilling the roles of mothers, and really any person acting as a mother and mentor to a younger generation, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you this week. And uh, stick around for some awesome show notes. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed learning about the history of Mother's Day in the U.S. and other countries around the world. Just wanted to shoot out some quick corrections from uh, the show, which, uh, you know, I made some mistakes. That's what you get when you're shooting from the hip and apparently have a very, very horrible understanding of geography. So first off, carnations totally come from the Mediterranean region, but have been extensively cultivated for over 2,000 years and are now pretty much everywhere. Thailand? Totally in the Northern Hemisphere. The equator is way lower than I remember it being. Not sure when that got moved. Uh, I assume recently. Kidding, of course. Bolivia totally does speak Spanish as their official language, thanks to the Spanish colonialism of 1500s. Yay! And they are called Bolivians. Nepal? Totally between India and China. Yes. Yes, that's right. It is, it is definitely not in Europe or by France. Israel does have a Father's Day, but it's combined into a joint holiday on May 1st with Workers' Day or Labor Day. So, yay! Ethiopia, on a flat map, looks to be about the size of Texas. However, when you take into account the method of projection used for that kind of map, it actually is about halfway between Texas and Alaska. If you want to play around with the true size of countries to account for the style of map making, go to thetruesize.com. I promise it's a safe work site. Uh, I'm sorry for my complete failure in world geography. I never realized how horrible I was at it, and I really feel like I should go study an atlas now. Uh, yeah, so anyways, thanks again for listening, and we will check you out next week. Make sure you don't forget to visit us at dashofscience.com facebook.com slash dash of science and if you want to make fun of my horrible understanding of geography feel free to tweet me at physicist chris all right bye have a great week and remember live learn build
house is. It's over there. This is why you shouldn't have four screens. Yeah. <laughs> 